Ladies and gentlemen, the Hold Up Podcast. Hold up. You know, the new, uh, man, I hate to say it, the new normal, but you leaning back from the Zoom, like, I know. camera to I, say hold up in, like, a reserved fashion. What is the, what is wrong? What, the reason, what is the world? We're still doing this bullshit. What is going on? What is happening? John, the reason I have to back up, because I have no sense of how loud or not loud I am when I have headphones on. Which is like a new development because normally yeah. I don't. I don't okay, have so on. you've said this a couple times now, right? And um, I and I I've been editing the podcast and I've listened to you say that, so I hear you say it, and then I listen to you say it, and it's like, just put your monitoring on, and you'll know. What's monitoring? So like you'll hear yourself back in your headphones. Oh God, that sounds awful. I don't want to do that. Oh. Oh, okay. I don't even know how I would do that, to be honest. Like, oh, Don't try to figure it out now. You're going to stop a recording or something. We can talk about it later. Okay. Um, so, yeah. I'm, Justin I'm John Stenning. Oh, wow. We said it over each other. Okay. Uh, yeah. So who cares about us? Uh, Justin, why don't you tell us who we're with? Yeah, we have Henry, the infamous Henry Clark. Oh, my goodness. You're infamous? I think he's infamous. For what? Henry, why are you infamous? Uh, I don't know. Really, you tell me, Justin. Really putting you on the spot, Henry. Yeah, I don't know. Coming. I feel like I feel like um, you get I, maybe I made this up, but I feel like you get a little um, get a little grief from like Sam, Sam for just kind of like so being uh, what does he call you? Does he call you like I don't know. What does does he call you what, like you mean so, like calling me a fuck man instead of a fuck? Boy? Oh yeah, right, right. He calls <laughs> you a fuck boy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. um. Yeah, I Justin, don't know why gotta, he does you that. You got to explain this a little bit. Yeah. I, I I just met Henry. You're talking about this Sam. I, Sam is his brother. You mentioned it to me, but you got what? What, what are we talking about here? Justin, would you like to tell the story? Honestly, I don't know the story. I don't. I don't think there is a story. Well, oh, okay. so Justin so and I Sam met just each like other. Give you a hard time because he's your older brother. I think that's probably the story. Yeah. Are we explaining our relationship right now? Or are we explaining? Yes, we can. Go for it. Okay. Yeah. So Justin and I met at my brother's bachelor party. Um. I was the best man, and Justin uh, used to work with my brother. Um, and then I think we became decent friends, right, Justin? I would say so. Yeah. Justin and had a bachelor more... party. Ugh, what boy, my God, what is that like? It was a fun time. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. Henry. Henry's not going to be mean to Justin. You're not going to gang up on Justin with me, so uh, they, I guess that's a big up. swing they... and a miss for me, but that's okay. <laughs> There was just as much ganging up at the that bachelor party as any normal experience, like other experience. I feel like I have with other friends. So, okay, so like you weren't any more enthusiastic than you are like any other sort of party. Correct. Gotcha. Oh, that's good. I mean, you. I mean, you're a fun person to party with. I think so. Henry <laughs> okay. and I party. I, I enjoyed party this company. Pretty hard, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Where was this? Was this like a getaway somewhere? Yeah, it was up in uh, New Hampshire. Like. Honestly, the same town they got married in, which was kind of lame on Sam's part, but um, he seemed to like it. Oh, wow. Why is that lame? I don't know. Like, don't you want to have your bachelor party somewhere that you're not getting married? Eh, it's North Conway. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. Um, Yeah, so I I think one of the things that solidified the friendship, uh, because Henry and I bonded because we we didn't know the rest of the friend group. So the rest of the friend group was pretty Uh, tight already. And we were sort of the outsiders onto each other and onto that group. So we, I think we bonded a bit over that. And then Henry was the one who drove me back from North Conway to, to Massachusetts. Yeah. So we had a nice three-hour drive together that I think we, we got to know each other. This is how we found out about the pod. Nice. Yeah, exactly. Justin's and uh, we also drove up together, too. Oh, cool. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. Sorry. You, you live in Massachusetts as well? Yeah, I live, uh, I live in Salem. Uh, like right, well, I guess you don't know my oh. brother, but right down the street from my brother. Oh, okay, cool. Nice. Um, so yeah, that, so, so Henry, uh, you texted me this like earlier today and you were like, uh, can I say this on the air? I think so. Okay. We just won't say any names, but like we can say, we can generally I, talk about my job. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know any names, but basically I got a text from you saying like, well, uh, the sewer, so you're like a civil engineer, right? Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. So you're like, uh, the sewers we were working on in this town, uh, we nicked a gas line. There's gas leaking into the air. We got to get the fire. The firefighters are here and the gas company's got to get over here. And so I might be a little late to the pod, yeah. <laughs> which I just was like, 
that I don't know. It's just very funny. So what happened? Um, yeah, so I, I'm like a, I call myself a wastewater transportation rehabilitation engineer, which is just a really fancy way of saying I fix sewers for a living. Um, I don't actually fix them. I, I kind of do like quality control for people who do fix them. So today we were doing just a, an easy spot repair, you know, like digging down and replacing like 10 feet of sewer. And while we were digging down, we were looking for the gas line and we thought we found it, but we found like an old abandoned one and we actually... So we're like, okay, cool, we found it. And they went with like the bucket on like a backhoe or an excavator, you know, construction equipment, went to scoop and pulled up and it just nicked the gas line and they hit the actual new live, whatever you want to call it, gas line. And it just like, it makes this hissing noise and then you can smell gas in the air. So like Massachusetts protocol is that you have to like call 911 immediately. So we had like cops show up, we had like fire engines show up. We had to wait for national grid to come out. Uh, to kind of like fix it. Um, so it kind of put like a two and a half hour delay on our day. So I thought for sure I was going to miss it. <laughs> well, wow. we're glad you made it and that everyone yeah. is safe, I assume. Yeah, I didn't explode or anything. That was like, it's always like a low key fear when, you know, just like gas is out You're in the open. All that far away from when that happened in Massachusetts where houses just started blowing up. Yeah, I think that was Lowell or Lawrence, yeah, something like was, that. Yeah, yeah, you're, you, like, where we all kind of are here in Mass is not that far from that. Yes. So I'm sure it was extra sensitive, the topic. Oh, yeah, they're, they're like, really paranoid about that happening again. Yeah, as they should be, I feel like. Yes. Um, so speaking of uh, air getting smelly and, like, you can kind of see it, uh, tell us what your pick was today. Nice, uh, I picked one of my favorite childhood shows, which is Avatar: The Last Airbender. Hell yeah! Loved. Yeah, um, you liked it? Yeah, it was great. Uh, without you know, kind of spoiling it, I really enjoy. Like, I have every intention of trying to like find like a much better. The the version I watched was not great, uh, but I find I have every intention of trying to find a download of the whole thing and watching the whole thing. But anyway, so apparently, and I don't know if this is true because I saw this on the internet, uh, so I don't know if this is true. But I saw that Netflix is releasing it on May 15th, the entire uh, three seasons. Oh, wow. Excellent. Because Netflix actually picked it back up and they're going to be doing like a live action show that's coming out like next year or in two years or something. Yeah, I remember reading about that a little while ago, but that's great because it used to be on Netflix, right? The cartoon? It was on Amazon Prime for a while. I don't okay. remember if it was ever on Netflix. Yeah, because um, it's something that I... It always, like, just escaped me as a kid. I don't think I, like, in the time that it was out, I don't think I had any friends that really watched it, and that was a big reason why I was, like, watching the things that I was watching. And so um, to watch it now was, like, I've heard a lot about it, obviously. Um, pretty popular, like, in the zeitgeist. There's, of course, the yep. M. Night Shyamalan movie that uh, everyone loves. We don't talk it's so about that. good. It's very good. It's a great movie. And, um, yeah, so it's just, like, Honestly, when I was watching the cartoon, I was like, wow, this would be really cool as live action. It's like really cool. But um, can you some people might not have heard of this, Henry. So can you sort of uh, give us uh, an elevator pitch, if you will, like a rel relatively, you know, just a, a short summary about what this show is about? Yeah, so uh, I'll try at least. I probably should have prepared this a little bit better. But uh, basically, it's in this like uh, made up world. I don't know. And there's four nations of the world. There's the air nation, the earth nation, the water nation, and the fire nation. And people who belong to those nations, some people have these like abilities that they call bending, so they can manipulate the elements. So like water benders can control water, fire benders, fire, earth would be, I guess like rocks or anything that comes out of the grounds. And then air is obviously air. Kind of um, like a, a captain's planet of rings, but uh, no heart really. Yeah, okay. sure. Henry, I, I don't, don't know what you're talking about. I think but that yeah. reference is lost on you, so never mind. <laughs> yeah. How old are you, Henry? Uh, I am 26. Okay. So actually, one thing I wanted to mention, when this came out, I think this came out in 2005, so that I would have been in like fifth or sixth grade then. So I was a little bit younger than you guys, I think. Right, because we, that year, we would have been juniors and seniors in high school, which I just feel like Nickelodeon was not really in my, because uh, even though this looks like an anime, this is, like, straight-up Nickelodeon produced. This is not, yeah. like, even, like, an import that they aired or something like that. This is, like, their show. Yes. Yeah. 
Um, um, and then, so going back to my summary, sorry. Um, no, no, don't there's apologize. one guy. It was, it was yeah, Justin's fault. All right. Yeah, it was Justin's fault. Uh, there's one guy named the Avatar, and he has the ability to control, like, all four of the elements. Um, and the show basically starts off that he's been missing for the past hundred years. Uh, and then these two people from the water shop find him. And it's about his, like, quest to, like, go and he has to master. He only knows how to airbend, hence why it's called The Last Airbender. Um, and uh, he has to learn the rest of the elements. Yeah, I mean, well, first of all, for an unprepared, uh, like, uh, elevator pitch, that was, that was very solid. So I'm very nice intrigued. Job. I would invest yeah. in the show. Um, it Thank you. It is so, like, it's... The, the mix of, like, the premise that you just set up and the characters, I think, are absolutely perfect. Like, in the sort of cast of characters, right? Because not only is, like, this, you know, he's been... The Avatar uh, has been missing for 100 years, but they find him, and he's a... he's How old is he? He's, like, 10, right? He's, like, 12. I think they said he's 12, or 112. Yeah. 112, of course, right? He's 112. Um, oh, yeah, here it is, 12. And it's, he's found by, yeah, two air nomads, right, with... Um, Oh, no, the last survivor of his nation, the Air Nomads. That's his nation. So, yeah, that's another thing that I'm sure, like, it must get picked up on further along in the series is more about, like, the world building, right? Because they mention the North Pole because they're on the South Pole. Is that right? And yep. um, there must be a lot of, like, interesting, like, uh, in-between of the nations and stuff like that. Like, this uh, show ran for a decent amount of seasons. Yeah, it ran for three seasons. Yeah. And it's my understanding that... Basically, the fire people, the fire nation, had decided to, like, fuck shit up and just conquest the whole world. And in doing so, they killed all of the air people. Like, he is the last air person, or he's the last air person that can bend the... Because the bending power can kind of go to more than one person. Like, but only one person is truly deemed the avatar that can control all four of them. Correct, yes. What a cool... It's such a very interesting It is very premise. cool. Yeah. Um, before we keep going with the show, Henry, what's, what's like... What was your media upbringing? Like, as a kid, did you watch a lot of anime? Did you play video games? Did you stay inside? Were you more of an outside guy? Like, what... How is this similar to everything else you were doing or not at all? Um, yeah, so... Uh... I don't know. That's a tough question. Uh, I feel like I didn't watch a lot of anime. I feel like I watched a lot of like, cartoons. Like I feel like Saturday morning cartoons were definitely my thing. Um, I just watched a lot of Nickelodeon. I think whatever was like popular on Nickelodeon when I was a kid, um, which like off the top of my head, I can't really name too many things. Uh, Avatar is one of the only things that I can remember that I watched. Um, but it's also tough. Like I grew up with an older brother who's like four years older. Um, and I don't know if you guys have older brothers, Justin, I know you don't, um, but older brothers can be quite, uh, we always watch what my brother wanted to watch. Right. so I like kind of just like saw stuff, uh, in between, I guess, um, when he wasn't watching stuff or whatever. Um, I don't know. I feel like I'm ragging on Sam. I usually rag on Sam, but I'm not trying to put him down in this sense. Uh, I mean, you can rag on Sam. He'll rag yeah. on you back when he comes on. Yeah. If he ever comes on, right. Oh, he's coming on. Him yeah, and AT okay. are going to come on. His yeah, wife. I would like that. I've been John trying to get Sam and AT to watch this for a while. Over that, I guess, I don't know. It wasn't even the death stare. Oh. Just my, I'm so confused. You got like, you mentioned these names. It's just inside <laughs> baseball. I don't know what the hell you're talking uh, about. Uh, so Sam's wife is Aunt Therese, AT. Thank you. Yeah, sorry. But I'd like to have both of them on one day. But anyway, go ahead and rag on Sam for like not letting you watch it as a kid. Uh, no, I don't know. Um... I feel like I just watched what was on TV. Like, I don't feel like I ever watched, like, I sought things out very much. I kind of would just, like, watch what's on. Right. It was the time of day for you to just, like, throw the TV on or whatever, and it's whatever happened to be on was on. Correct, yeah. So that is that how you came across this, or was this an influence through your brother? Um. So, no. So this, I feel like this was a popular show when I was a kid. It's it's a very cool premise, I think, if you're, like, a middle schooler. Um, just, like, these people who can, like, control elements and stuff. Um. I remember watching it on and off. Like, I definitely, I didn't watch this all the way through, you know, like, this was back before, like, TiVo and stuff. So, like, you couldn't just, like, record things. So, if you missed an episode or whatever, like, it was what it was. But I remember, I remember the basic, like, overall premise of the show. Um, 
And then actually in college, my senior year of college, I like watched it through all the way for the first time. Um, and I think watching it as like an adult, you pick up on so much more stuff. And there's like a, there's a big story behind it. I think it's just a very well-made uh, show. Yeah, it definitely left me wanting to watch more. Justin, you were saying the same, right? Like you just want to find a cleaner version of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I so mean, it has Netflix. 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. That's, that's pretty good. And like you look at the, uh, it's got, you know, a whole re- uh, an awards section. So for being like a kid's cartoon, I mean, it, uh, you know, you can read it right in the top of the wiki. It seems to touch on, even in the first episode, that we, we watched the first two episodes. Yeah. Uh, they're talking about like the the brother of the water tribe that they, that he meets. Um, there's like a brother and sister. The brother's kind of giving the uh, the sister shit for being like not a good fisherman or whatever. And she's like, "Don't be sexist. Like I'm not here to like wash your clothes and shit." And like I love that. I was like, "Damn." And I guess it's that's a fairly common thing through the whole series where they try to bunk a lot of that, you know, stereotypes of all kinds. Um, and that there is redemption for people and people can learn and can change. And, um, I don't know. It just seems like those are some pretty cool themes to be like trying to pitch at middle schoolers. Um, pretty, pretty sweet. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think, I don't want to get too much into it or I don't know when we can start to get too much into this, but like, I always liked it because I think that Aang, he's the, he's the main character. He's like a purely good character. Like he will always do like the right thing. Um, and that's cool because like, that's a thing I feel like he struggles with a lot is like he always gets presented opportunities and I feel like he always like makes the right choice or like the, the choice that should be like influential. Right. Um, yeah, he was so good. I mean, he comes in at the end of, so the, for the two episodes that we watch is sort of a two parter. It's like a one story arc. Um, they dig, they dig Aang out of the, uh, like out of the ice, right. They make, do they just find him? He's glowing or something. Yeah, I I realized when I was watching over that they didn't really do a good job of like setting up how they find him. No, they just like they're like fishing and then they crack an iceberg and then this like ice huge iceberg like falls apart and then this like giant glowing ball of ice like rises from the bottom of the ocean up. Right. So I mean, it's magic. You know, I guess we can. It doesn't need to be that much logic behind it. So like he he befriends these two people who are sort of his age. They might be a little bit older, Soka and Katara, right? And they're yep. part of this really small, small tribe. And uh, but this burst of light attracts uh, the fire people, right? Because they're correct. Yes, this like conniving little teenager. Because he makes fun of Aang for being small, and he's only a teenager. This guy, he uh, he's I like really out. enjoyed that insult back and forth. Well, you're a kid. Yeah. Well, you're a teenager. He's a good. He's a good. Ba- I mean, he's a good bad guy, and I can see how that like sets up. Like maybe is that like the arc of the entire series? The sort of like rivalry between the two and there's like little offshoots in between i i don't know i guess i i that's how much i want to know like i just want to know you know yeah so it's it's like he's constantly being hunted by this like fire nation guy right who like all we know is like he's hunting him and for some reason he thinks he's bad and that somehow capturing him will like restore his honor for whatever reason he doesn't have yeah yeah that's pretty pretty interesting and like like yeah, like you guys are saying, it's relatively deep for like a show that was just made for Nickelodeon in a time that like Nickelodeon was really sort of just silly, you know, like SpongeBob, like yeah, the height of SpongeBob, which is just, I mean, SpongeBob is fine for what it is, but you're not really like you sort no of just depth. turning your brain off. Yeah, there's no right. depth. This has a lot more depth to it. There's characters. There's like, there seems like they're setting up different character development and like, I mean, if you're saying that they don't necessarily like. Uh, you know, they, they encouraged characters that can change their ways or maybe go against stereotypes, and that just seems uh, all around really, really cool. I wonder, I want to know more about even the people. I did a little bit of research of this, the guy, like the showrunner, and really this is the thing that he is most famous for. Uh, Aaron, Aaron A. Ahaz. I don't, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. I don't either. Um, I would like to give a shout out. So this show was so successful that they went on. I don't know if you read about this. They went on and they made a second one. So like the avatar after Aang is a waterbender named Korra and it's the legend of Korra. And that was four seasons, which I also highly recommend if you really like this. Um, It's like a nice continuation of that. Um, That's set like almost a hundred years after this one. I think yeah, pretty 70-ish much. years or something. Cause yeah. this avatar Aang, he's, he's in it or he's in it a little bit or so, or his, 
his like legacy is still known for a time or something it seemed like correct yeah and like katara who's the uh the female uh from the water tribe like she's in it you know she's like a hundred or whatever but um she's like still around um and then um another show he made which i'm a huge fan of uh recently came out on netflix it's called the dragon prince oh yeah that's that's basically the other one that like is is reclaimed by him and i haven't no i haven't heard of it what's that about it's phenomenal. Um, the way most people describe it is like Avatar meets Game of Thrones. Oh. So it's the same premise, but it's like, you know, magic. Um, and there's like elves and um, there's like basically like humans and uh, non-humans are like warring. Um, and it's basically just like about their world. It's I'm very interesting. so freaking into that. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah. That's on Netflix? Yes, highly recommend it. I think they have two or three seasons right now wow. of like yeah. seven. Third season was released November 22nd of 2019. And there's a video game series in development, too. Wow. I did not know that. That's pretty yeah, cool. That's Hopefully it's good. Interesting. So um, when you know you said you sort of come across this, when was the last time? You mentioned watching it in college all the way through. Was that sort of the last time that you revisited it, or is it something that you watch relatively often? Uh, so I watched it all the way through in college, and then uh, like back in – January, I binged it and I watched it all the way through again. Yeah. And how did you um, binge it? Because you you happen to have told me this uh, like earlier in the week. I actually I brought it, so it wasn't on any media, so I own it on Blu-ray. Because I was like, I'm gonna want to watch this forever. It's not gonna always be on Netflix or Amazon yeah. or whatever. Sure. Um. So as long as I have a Blu-ray player, I should be able to watch it. And so is the is now is that a, a collection that isn't vast? You do not own a lot of Blu-rays, but that's just one that you needed to have. Yeah, I don't think I own anything on on DVD uh, these days. Oh, nice! That's awesome. I so love that's that. it. this is it. That's a real testament for the show. Yeah, truly. This that's is like my cool. favorite show of like all time. Like I love this show. Yeah, um, I love that. I just came across like art on Reddit, like Avatar, like uh, fan art, and yeah. I bought a bunch. I didn't buy a bunch. I bought like four prints, and I'm super excited to like uh, hang them. And my girlfriend's not really into them, so <laughs> I don't really know what they're gonna do. Yeah, ha- has but she maybe, seen the show? No, she she will not uh, try it. That's such a shit because she's probably like I'm just I'm just projecting. Oh, it's a cartoon, garbage. Yep. Yeah. Not garbage, but you know, like I'm an adult, right? Yeah, it's such bullshit. Because listen, this show is great. The Ninja Turtles that Nickelodeon also produced in 2012, which is actually like six years after this, which is kind of surprise. Like you'd think, like oh, they dipped their their toes in this, they got it right. Like let's kind of do the Ninja Turtles right away. But that's like six more years from now. Anyway, the Ninja Turtles is so good, and then you have like the new star, like the Star Wars Rebels and Clone Wars, which are also just like they. Yes, they are cartoons, but they all, all four of these shows, like they are good shows. They are extremely well written and touch on themes and subject matter that is not just kitty, in my opinion. Just I don't know. I had to get on my soapbox for a minute. Yeah, wow. It was I was almost like two soapboxes stacked on top of each other. Yeah. Um, Dave Filoni, co- co-creator of Clone Wars, directed nine episodes of the of Avatar. Do you? I have to go real quick. Do you mind if I no. can we just like pause for a second? I'm so sorry. Back to Avatar. Back to Avatar. Yes. Um, I'm just trying to think. Like what? Is, uh, what is it about the show? It, it, I don't know if we kind of touched on this a little bit, but, like, you found it. You thought it was, like, well done, I guess. Like, what what keeps you coming back to this show? Like, what is your emotional attachment to this? What does it make you think of when you, like, think of this show? Um, I don't know. There's, like, one, I really appreciate ways that, like, shows that, like, I really, I really appreciate creativity in shows. And, like, the way that this show is creative, like, so much stuff happens in the show that, like, isn't, isn't written or said or anything like that. It's just like the fights or like the way that they can like use bending to like, you know, like help them out or in some way, give them some sort of advantage. Like I love the creativity and like the problem solving. Um, I think I really appreciate that. Like there was one point where Aang, the good character was fighting the bad guy, the fire nation guy, his name is Zuko. Um, And there was a point where he wouldn't fight Zuko. Like, he wouldn't throw a punch. He wouldn't attack him. He wouldn't do anything. And I think Zuko at one point was like, why aren't you fighting me or something like that? And, like, he didn't didn't attack him until, like, he absolutely had to. And even so, he threw a bet at him. 
And I was like, you know, like, I really appreciate that. Like, I think it's cool that, like, they built up this whole, like, culture. Like, the air nomads are, like, they're all monks. I don't know if you guys picked up on that. Um, yeah. But, like, so their way of, like, fighting is different than, like, how, like, somebody from the Water Nation would fight or, like, how the Fire Nation would fight, you know? Like, they're very much about, like, deflection and conflict solving and, like, you never attack someone, you never hurt someone, like, stuff like that. And I think that's cool how, like, people's like cultures are very like entwined with their like character development. And I guess like going off of that, like this show has the best character development out of anything I've ever seen. Like the, the arc that the villain takes is if you guys stick with the show, I think the villain is the most well-written character of like any show I've ever seen. Wow. That's awesome. That's a, yeah. And I wish I could say more, but I feel like that's going to give it away. Um, sure. And I don't want to like ruin that for you guys. Oh, it was a good little teaser, especially it being like a two-parter, one one sort of story arc. But they does set up a lot of stuff. Like we're not, we didn't even mention the flying water buffalo. That's like the size of Babe the Big Blue Ox. You know what I mean? Yep. Like yeah. it's huge. It has it has six limbs. The penguins have six limbs as well, two feet and four flippers, and they have whiskers. What is this world? Yeah, I uh, I they never really explain why like the animals are like slightly different, but it's always like they're never just like. Uh, penguins. Like, I don't even think the penguins were called something. Uh, or they were called penguins. I think they were called something else. But, like, there's, like, flying lemurs. There's, like, uh, yeah. what's another one? Badger moles. Like, they just, like, have, like, these weird, like, future hybrid things. Yeah, it's really cool how it's, like, a little bit different. Not, like, not, it's not our Earth, basically. Correct, yeah. Yeah. Do they have a name um, for their Earth? I don't think so. They just call it um, the four nations yeah and then they show the map and the map kind of shows the world is very small yeah interesting um one thing i did like and i don't know if you guys probably wouldn't have picked up on this because you didn't um you guys only watched you know two episodes so the first episode they kind of did like a big introduction as to what happens and then every episode after that the intro from the second episode is always the same so it always goes over like what happened and like how we got to like this point in the world oh cool and i think that's pretty cool like i bet like that better than like you know like a song with like some intro sequence or whatever like it's always just like yeah. the same you probably have seen like memes it's like and everything changed when the fire nation attacked right like that's like very iconic from the show um, it's interesting that you didn't watch any other anime growing up, or to this day, it sounds like. So, Justin, I don't know if you would believe this or not, but my mother really was not into, like, violent shows. I was thinking about this. Like, I was not allowed to watch Pokemon as a kid because my mom thought it was, like, too violent. And, like, I think, like, a lot of stuff stemmed from that. And then I think I got, like, older, and I, like, finally wanted to watch all these shows because, you know, I'm, I was 18 or 16 or, you know, whatever, and I was like, I can watch whatever I want. Um, so I think I tried to like rediscover a lot of stuff then. Um, it's funny. I, I remember specifically a lot about Pokemon about in this. Yeah. Oh, really? I think, I think it's quite similar. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously like the worlds that they're both creating are very different, but like Ash Ketchum, who's like the main character of Pokemon, right? Like he's super goofy and kitty and childish, like all the time until like, the very last minute where, like, his Pokemon is hurt or his friends are in trouble, and then he goes, like, uh, you know, to quote a different anime, he goes, like, Super Saiyan, where he's just, like, I'm super good now. And, like, and then he's, like, kicks ass and takes names. Um, and, like, he's got, like, two friends that are, like, each kind of a different super extreme of, like, what they are. And, like, it seemed like the two Water Tribe folks were going to become that. Like, the brother was one extreme, the sister was the other, which is, like, Brock and Misty. Um... So, like, and I, that could just be tropes of, of kind of, like, this style of show, whether it's Japanese-based or, or American-based. But um, in that sense, I got, like, a very similar vibe. So I was curious if, if Pokemon or even Dragon Ball Z from the fighting sequence uh, played a part. No, I feel like I did not watch the shows with a lot of violence uh, now that I think about it. So I feel like uh, that's one of the reasons I... Actually, I don't think the show, though, like, this isn't a violent show. I know there is violence, but, like, Pokemon is violent, you know? Like, I think, like, Dragon Ball Z is violent. Like, I don't think a lot of this show is actually violent. Yeah, I mean, Pokemon I is basically I, dog fighting, and... Yeah, that's... 
That's yeah. what I was going to say. Uh, and then Dragon Ball Z is like a soap opera filled with talkity, 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 and then a sweet-ass fight scene. But so much talking. But I love it. So your avatar, what avatars use Dragon Ball Z to me. Like, I found it when I was young, and I always, you know, it's one of the few things I still own on DVD and everything else. So I'm with you. What about you, John? Got any animes that, you know, really caught your eyes, kid? Uh, the Red Sox. <laughs> the Red Sox are they in it? Are they in it? Are the Celtics in anime? Uh, so things cool. that I would have DVDs or Blu-rays of now would be like championship seasons. I think. Like I don't. I do not own a Blu-ray player. I own Star Wars and Harry Potter on Blu-ray, but I do not own anything to play discs. Oh, no do you have like an I. Xbox One or like a PS4? No. Oh, no, I'm not. So lying. I watched it I'm on my Xbox you, One. Henry. Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> I, uh, I own a Switch, okay. and you can't fit a you can't fit a thing, and you can't fit a DVD in one of those little cartridge slots. Unfortunately, I think I was more asking not that you owned anything, but just like growing up, were you like super into any particular? Did it like to me that yeah, Anna, a million things. Not oh. no, I mean, there's not. I cannot pick one thing. No, no, I can't because I could say it really depends on different times of my life. Like the Ninja Turtles were big for me, but the Power Rangers were big for me, and like Batman was big for me, and even like Bart Simpson was like, but not really one that I come back to this strongly. No, it's more movies for me. It's always movies, because I watched so many movies as a kid. Like went to the went to the like the VHS rental store like once or twice a week and picked up three to five things as often as we could, and I would just watch those things on repeat. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So more movies than TV. See, that's what you never had to experience, Henry, with Avatar, is for, like, some of that early anime, like, bef- when it was just starting to make its way to, tele- like, television for kids, right? Like, Dragon Ball Z, for example. Like, they didn't bring over all 300 episodes at once. They brought over, right. like, the first 50. And, right. like, they would air them out of order. And you, like, just had to... You'd get to the same ending and you just pray the next day all you could do is pray the next day would be like the next episode but then it wouldn't and it would just be starting over back at the beginning and you'd be like fuck it's so um, awful that's like someone that doesn't understand programming and they're just trying to fill a time slot in a, in a network that's awful yeah well and i think growing up at least at least that's as a kid that's how i remember it is that anime shows in particular because they were imported and they were they were filling time slots they didn't like they they didn't yeah. believe kids could watch a show like Avatar right. and like be enthralled in it in the same way that like to some degree this is like I get I don't want to say soap opera because there's a million shows now that have like overarching um, things episode to episode that's like pretty commonplace now but at least when I was growing up it didn't feel like any show really at least kids show tried to have that overarching thing other than anime yeah you're right. For the most part, because everything was so episodic, right? Not like stuff would hardly even come back. I mean, even sit, even sitcoms then were so episodic. You know, things right. are ongoing, but like not as much as they are now. Everything's so connected now, and there's like there are multi-episode arcs. There's arcs that happen in one episode. There's arcs that happen over the course of the series, and like everything in between, right? So, yep. yeah, it's interesting. When did this come out? Two thousand five, you said two thousand five, two thousand eight. Yep. Yeah, I think it was two thousand five, two thousand eight. Yeah. Um. Was there anything about this particular, so these two episodes, Henry, that, like, brought back, like, high nostalgia for you? Um, I don't know. The intro, I think, always just, like, gets me, only because, like, once you hear it, I feel like you never forget it. Yeah. Um, but what I was thinking was crazy is, like, so this is, like, my third time recently, fourth time probably ever watching it. Like, you pick up on new stuff in the show, like, every time. And, like, like, um... I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> uh, you pick up on it every time. Any high nostalgia for these two episodes? Um, No, I think they're just very good at, like, setting it up. Like, I was trying to find some episodes with maybe some, like, cool, like, fights or, like, maybe, like, a cool, like, episode where, like, they did, like, you know, like, John, do you play Dungeons & Dragons? Yeah. Okay, I saw that D20 uh, tattoo. Yeah. Um, 
And the reason why I like this, I now that I guess you play, I'll say this. Like, the reason I like it is this feels like a really long D&D campaign. Like, they have, like, an overall quest, but, like, every episode's kind of, like, a side mission where they're, That's like, slowly I, like, working towards. Yes, I was 100% picking that up because I was, like, they're setting up such a great overall journey with all of these, mm-hmm. like, middling stories that aren't, like, middling in a bad way. Like, not that they're not important, but they all are. Uh, it just... And I'm glad that I'm glad that uh, we watched like the first two. I don't think I would have been as like enthralled with it if I had watched some sort like maybe random episode in the middle of the series. You know what I mean? Because it does do yeah. a really good job at like setting something up, but also really making you want more. Like, I if I if I had like, well, who am I kidding? I had tons of free time today. If I didn't have other things on my like list of things to do, I definitely would have watched like four more episodes, and I will like very soon. You know. It's, uh, I was going to recommend, like, the next two episodes, like, so yeah. the next two, um, I won't give it away too much, but, like, Aang goes back and he visits his, like, home, yeah. and he kind of learns what happens, um, so, like, I think that's a huge episode, and then the next episode, Justin, I think you'd like, because uh, Sokka goes, so Sokka is the the male character the brother. Um, from the Water Tribe, the oh, brother, right. thank you, yeah. Yeah. Um, and he does not have any kind of bending abilities, right. and I think it's cool throughout the show, because, like, he doesn't have special powers, so, like, Sokka's very much, like, the smart one or, like, the strategic one or, like, he finds ways to, like, contribute and stuff like that, which I think is really cool. Um, that was just a little tangent right there. But uh, in the fourth episode, Sokka goes and he gets his ass kicked by a girl. Um, and I think, like, that does a really nice job of, like, Justin, you were saying, like, the, like, sexist stuff. I think that, like, brings it, like, way down. Like, he, like, already starts to, like, you know, improve or his character arc or yeah. whatever whatever words you want to use. Yeah, he was like even extremely humbled in the in the second episode or whatever, you know, because he's sort of he's quick to kick Aang out of the camp at first, and Aang comes back. Like Aang does leave, but then they get attacked by the Fire Nation, and he sort of comes back and saves the day. And he very sheepishly, like tail between his legs, still like thanks Aang though, you know, and like realizes that he was wrong and he has like some growing up to do. And it's yeah, I mean, just to see that in the first episode of like yeah this Nickelodeon show, it's it's. It's refreshing. It's really nice. So, I mean, it's no real secret. I think we all sort of tipped our caps right at the beginning of the episode. But, uh, Henry, what do you think? Do you think Avatar, uh, do you think it holds up? Uh, yeah, I think it absolutely holds up. I think yeah. even as, like, a 20-something-year-old right now, like, this show is better to, like, me than it would be to, like, uh, I don't know, what's a fifth grader, like, 12, yeah, 12, 11. Yeah, yeah, 11. yeah way yeah. better, way better to a 20 year old than it is to a, uh, a teen or preteen. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I think we should, uh, all like Justin, you and I should just finish the series and then we'll have Henry back. Like once we, uh, cause is there a movie at the end? I'm sort of reading over the Wikipedia right now. Is there a movie that concludes this series? Henry, that uh, the last episode is done in like two or like a, four parts or something. Yeah, it's a two-hour says like movie, but I'm sure it was just it was just all on uh, Nickelodeon, right? Correct. Yeah. 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 Two-hour television movie broadcast on July of 2008. So it seems like how they did the Clone Wars movie, which is sure. really just three or four of the episodes that like yeah they put in theaters. Right. Um. Cool. Yeah, it definitely holds up for me, obviously. I'm excited. I mean, I never saw it, but I'm, like, psyched to watch it, so. Yeah, um, hopefully it's coming out on May 15th. Hopefully I'll be able to watch it. Yeah, yeah but I'm going to watch that other show in the meantime that, like, is even more. It's kind of newer. Dragon Prince. Dragon Prince. The sounds, Dragon Prince. That sounds sick. Um, is it, that's, anim- yeah, computer animated web television series created by Netflix. Wow. Uh, all right, cool. So we're going to take a break, and uh, we're going to have a snack from your childhood. Yeah. You can start. You start. No, hold on. I think I... No, go ahead. You can start. I don't know what to say. Okay. <laughs> what should I say? Um, hi, guys. Hey, everyone. Have you checked out the latest sponsor? You always say latest sponsor. Well, they are the latest sponsor. The latest and greatest. The latest and greatest. ButcherBox.com, SmoothieBox.com. That's right. I was about to say it, and I stopped because it makes more... Sometimes I don't want to look at you while I do these, but it actually helps me to look at you. <laughs> yeah, oh, good. Yeah. Uh, John, what's the code? <laughs> ah, the code! 
the code on either of those websites is hold up h o l d u p and wow. you go John's over there first yell and um it was more of a i really just came from the diaphragm i wouldn't really think it was the yell but i listened to it you know when i'm editing them and i listen to them live here in person so i think i'm probably the best candidate for a uh, you know if you are my were first to, impersonation if you were to contract uh, coronavirus and maybe well we could just do these remotely if yeah. this starts becoming a problem that's correct we could um but maybe we don't want to talk about coronavirus. <laughs> we might date our, ourselves a little bit. In our bit. ads, but um, we can still use this one. You go to butcherbox.com, smoothiebox.com. You can use our code, hold up. But Justin, what does it get you? So the the key with both companies is, uh, you know, ButcherBox, it's all super or like high quality meat, it's, uh, grass-fed, grass-finished beef, heritage breed pork, organic chicken. Different uh, meat and poultry items, right? But sustainably sourced, and um, they hit all those sustainably farmed. Right, like it's it's actually like everything about the company. Justin's and how very they raise serious the meat, right now. If you could see his face, it's a very good thing. Yes, uh, and then same is kind of true for the smoothie side. Like everything in the smoothies are, are organic, sustainable, comes with grass fed, grass finished collagen. Nice. Um, it's you know, so if you're looking to kind of have a, a meal replacement, the smoothies could be a good option for you. There you go. And you go to those websites. Uh, Butcher Box gives you twenty five percent off plus a little uh, goodie in your first month. And Smoothie Box gets you twenty percent off. Go to those websites. Use the code H O L D U P. That's right. Do it. And we're back. Nice. Thank you, Justin. Um. Thanks. Thanks, John. So yes, what we have today is what do we have, Henry? I'm not gonna say it for you. Uh, it is called Coffee Crisp. It is a, I believe it's a Canadian candy because I have only had it in Canada. And it says on the back, uh, prepared in Canada. So I guess it is a Canadian candy. It is Canadian, but I only found it in the England section of the grocery store. Which oh, makes really? sense. You what, know, uh, the, empi- the empire and everything. Yeah. Pretty- did, you want, did you find it at the store that I told you at? Or did you look somewhere different? So, it was quite the journey. You guys found them first try, stop and shop. You just got them. I Correct. went to uh, knockoff. So, in the age of the pandemic, I went to the like the Be Fresh, which is like a small city-based stop and shop, no yep. dice. Uh, went to Shaw's, no dice. Went to uh, a, a real stop and shop, no luck. And then I went to a second stop and shop, and I grabbed the last three on the shelf. In the, wow. Yeah. So, I, and I was like, "Fuck it, I'm buying all three. And that's what I'm gonna do. So this yeah, better chocolate, be damn they were good, expensive, Henry. though. Chocolate bar yeah. made in Canada. Alternating layers of vanilla wafer and a foamed coffee-flavored soft candy. I had never heard of this, Henry. I've never heard of this before. I worked at Stop and Shop. I feel like I would straighten out the candy on the shelves. I am familiar with some other British candy from, you know, being uh, someone that likes to eat candy and I worked at a grocery store. But this is something that I've... It's been around since 1930s. It was originally called Round Trees Wafer Crisp. But yeah, it's been around for almost 100 years. So can I give my background why yeah, I chose please. this? Yeah, oh, please. Of course, yeah. All right. So every year my family, I haven't done it since I went to college, but every year my family goes up to this, we have like a family friend who owns this like tiny, tiny house on like this like island up in Canada. It's like nine hours to drive up there. And um, it's like, it's like this old fishing house that was built in like the forties or the fifties. I don't Sounds even know. Really cool. yeah. um, it's just very chill. It's very relaxed. Um, when I think of like summers from my childhood, I think of like the week that we would spend there. Um, but I like treat our like entire trip. Would we always take uh, like our boat? We called it, it was called the outlet. We called it the outlet because Canada mm-hmm. or something. I don't yeah. know. Um, we'd take it there and we'd get ice cream and candy. Um, that was like the like thing I always looked forward to because they had really good ice cream and they had like candy you could only get in Canada. Yeah. Um, so we'd always get coffee crisp. It's like my mom's favorite thing. Um, so yeah, this, this is what I think of when I, I think of my childhood. When was the last time you had one before, uh, you're about to try it right now? Um, I buy these quite often. They are very good. Um, I buy them for like my mom for like Mother's Day or her birthday or like yeah. whatever, and then I'll always buy myself one because nice. nostalgia, you know. Yeah. How old were you when you were taking those trips? When you started taking those trips? I like since like I was like one, like one oh, wow. to eighteen. Okay. I did it like every year. Yeah. Got it. Uh, so this is like a once a week, 
Until you could drive yourself and had to buy your own groceries, it sounds like. Uh, that's cool. Um, yeah, yeah, very, very limited in the States. Yeah, Justin, you said once a week, but you meant once a year, right? Once a year, I'm sorry. One, yeah. one week a year, I, I, yeah. my bad. That's yeah. what I was trying to say. Um, would you now when you went up to Canada? Would you were you getting one or were you like stocking up? Like you were like, this is my time to shine with the coffee crisp. Uh, I don't think I like love these. Like I always enjoyed them. Yeah. Uh, but especially as like a kid, you don't really love coffee. I think it's more just like what it represents, right? Yeah, right. The um, I think my mom would grab a couple. She yeah. she'd stock up and then save them for a rainy day or whatever. Justin, I had you already bit into yours. How did you feel about it? It is excellent. I, like I don't it? know if I, I should have like put it in the flavor. fridge. Oh, sorry, John. What'd you say? I'm a big fan of coffee flavor. I feel like I don't have like coffee ice cream enough. I mean, there's the uh, you know the Rhode Island strong uh, you know coffee milk. Um, but yeah, coffee isn't like. I guess maybe like there are some higher end candies that have it, but interesting. Coffee it's not crisp. the most coffee flavored thing. It's just like got a unique chocolate flavor. What do you think, John? Well, he's chewing. I put him on the spot. I, I really liked it. I don't know if I should have had it. What's that? Oh. Um, Justin. Yes. Have you have you ever hosted a podcast before? No. That was insane. What do you mean, what was that? I was in the middle of a chew. You were like, oh, John's chewing. And then I threw my hands up like, I'm chewing. And you were like, oh, wait, do you have a, a quip? Well, that's why I just, I thought we already moved past that moment. It was much, it was much, um... I, I did not. I expected it to be easier to bite into. I don't know yeah. for some reason. I did. I expected it to be a little bit softer. Um, it is like, I mean, I said it. It's a wafer, like cookie, layered with. I mean, it's really good though. It's really good, but like it has it? a lot of layers. Because, like as you yeah. said, I, I was wondering. I, so I'm glad that's exactly what you said. Because I had it in the fridge, and I didn't know if I made it harder to bite into because it was like in the fridge. No, oh. it is. It's a. It just. Oh, it's crisp, guys. It's crisp. That's why they call it what they call it. It's a pretty big ass bar of candy, to be very honest. This is like a, like is. a huge bar of candy. Like I'm thinking, like I got This might ruin my appetite for dinner. Henry, how is it? When's the last time you had one? Like a week ago. Yeah, so when I found these at the grocery store, I got really excited, and I brought them home, and I got I got four. I got one for each of us in case you guys couldn't find them, and then I got one because I, like, wanted to show my girlfriend, and she tried it, and she was like, this isn't good, and I was like, oh, God, what have I done? You're living with this girl now. <laughs> Nobody else is going to like this. Like, I didn't, I didn't know what to think. No, it's good. Yeah, she's wrong. All and right, like, good to um, know. I feel like it has that, like, higher quality chocolate that you get outside of the, outside of the States. You know, like, yeah. not just like, uh, it's actual chocolate. It's not just candy, you know? Um, yeah, really good. It's marketed by Nestle. It has only been nationwide marketed, um, in the United States since 2008. Um, for, I think like Canadians sort of like held it like in high regard and they didn't really want to like let it be sold anywhere else for a long time. Cause they thought it was like, you know, theirs. It's one of those things. If you go to, uh, Epcot and Disney to at the Canada section, you can buy it there, you know? Oh yeah. Oh cool. Good to know. Yeah. So if you, next time you're in Epcot, once Disney opens back up uh, in 2021, then uh, you can go get your coffee crisp bars. Henry, does it smell like you remember? I guess you have it a lot, but does it does it have the smell? Yeah, like sure. It, I feel like it doesn't. It doesn't smell a lot in general. So I don't no, know if it that doesn't would really stand out in my mind. Does it? Does it? Do you remember it being the same like your whole life? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think I think it's pretty good. Like you take that bite and you're like transported back to like water skiing on a lake in Canada, right? Oh my gosh! I mean, I wish, I wish that's <laughs> what I was being transported to. That's great. That's that's what it is for me, you know. Yeah, which well, I think is like the perfect. I hope. No, no, but it's like the perfect type of pick for uh, the podcast. I think because not only is it like it it is something that you remember happening but it like it, it elicits such like a specific memory you know such a specific response and like that is just it's 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 unique you know i think a lot of people might come on here and they it's just sort of things that they've had in their everyday life i like it it's fun when it's like based around like a family trip or something like that you know especially at a recurring like yearly trip where's this yeah, private and that's where's what I was going private island can we all go there and after quarantine breaks onto this part private island in canada 
Uh, it's up on this place called Charleston Lake in Ontario. Um, yeah. They have these, like, tiny little islands. Like, I think their island is, like, less than, like, a square mile. Or I just feel like even that's wow. pretty big. But it's, like, yeah. it's tiny. Um, like, they they just got plumbing, you know, like, before. Like, it was just kind of, like, the place was so old that, like, you flushed the toilet and it went down into the lake, you know. And, like, now that's, like, yeah. not okay. So you have, like, a septic system. But that was yeah. installed, like, five years ago. You know, like, this, like, house is, like, it's incredible that this place even has power. It's, like, so old and rustic. Did they call wow. you to do the job as a civil engineer? Did they call you to do all the... That's what no, I, was I wish. This this was before I became a sewer oh, okay. engineer, but yeah. I I think I could do it, like, today. Like, yeah. maybe I can redo it, make them a better... you inspired uh, to, to get into the, to the civil engineering because you were like, this place needs a septic system. This place system. needs I'm some gonna bring engineering. You, I'm going to bring septic systems to the world. Yeah, this place needs, yeah. needs more civility. Yeah. This was my call to action, I feel like, right? Yeah, exactly. While you yeah. bite into a coffee crisp, you're solving the world's <laughs> septic problems. Yeah. Correct. Into a Mountie. It's really Canadian. It's really picture, picturesque uh, Canadian experience, it seems like to me. That's um, what I think of when I think of Canada, but I'm biased. Yeah. So I'm going to guess then uh, you think it holds. this holds up as well. Yeah, I think it holds up, especially like eating this as a kid and now eating this as an adult who like enjoys coffee. I think it's better. Yeah, I actually don't know if I would like this as a kid, to be very honest. It, it does seem like like kind of an adult palate sort of thing, a little bit refined. Yeah, Maybe it's like, just because of the chocolate is good. I think the chocolate and I think that it's like you are sort of expecting a Kit Kat when you think wafer. And that's just like, sure. it's not what you're getting. You're not getting a Kit right. Kat. And I think no, it's much kid, more dense. Yeah. And I, I think as a kid, I would have a harder time with it. I'm excited to uh, finish it. Uh, it's just so crunchy. I'm not going to eat it right now. But it's yeah. so It is. Yeah, it is. It's funny. You say, I never, I was thinking, what else is a wafer candy? You mentioned Kit Kat. Kit Kat is so soft compared to this. It's like easy to snap. I mean, it's probably half as, half as thick, you know, like a Kit Kat. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, if you tried to stack two Kit Kats on top of each other, I feel like that would be, like, the yeah. texture of this. Well, it's kind of like you guys ever have a Kit Kat Big Cat. Yeah, I no. have. Yeah, you're right. It is kind of like that. But even that is softer than this. Yeah. I love when they just, like, we're going to make a candy but bigger. That's so American. Oh, the big the big Reese's Cup. The I was big, just going to say the Reese's Cup. The Big Cat. Okay, all right. Just relax. I like saying Kit Kat Big Cat. No, I know you like saying it. I'm fine with saying it. I think it's a good name. I mean... There's been definitely worse names. It's like when they came out with the with the Big Mac Junior and they called it the Big Mac Junior instead of the Little Mac. Like what are you what are you thinking, McDonald's? And the, other, and the other one the big one was like the King Mac instead of the bigger Mac. Like, honestly, hire me. McDonald's, just hire me. I'll write some copy for you real quick. Just write me a check. I haven't worked in like eight weeks. Just help me out, please. I'm help I'm happy to help write your menu. Jesus, McDonald's. Oh. You heard it here first, Sorry, folks. Guys. McDonald's. Get on. Yeah. Hire John. Yeah. Just what um, I need is, like, more more reason to eat McDonald's. Like, no one needs that. Dude, you work out enough that I feel like you could eat McDonald's all you want. Oh, okay. I'm, okay, I, I guess. I mean, you. I, I guess you could say I work out a lot, but okay. I mean, you ride your bike 50 miles a day. Yeah. Sure. Okay. All right. This is making me feel uncomfortable. I don't know why, but it is. All right. Moving on. Thank you. Um, listen, uh, I'll tell a different story. Um, okay. I, what is it? I know, uh, I know a guy, not John, where he bikes a lot and, and he eats a lot of fast food to make up for it. Like he, and like, it's, it's fine. He's healthy. It's legit. Again. Yeah. But there's John. like, uh, but, um, wait, are you talking about me? No, I'm not. You're I talking about someone serious, else? I'm not. Yes, I am. Oh. Because, like, as much – I do eat – I do I eat fast food, like, every once in a while. I enjoy fast food. But I, but it also, like, you you, you should be um, – this isn't, like, a health food podcast, and I'm not a doctor. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But um, you're better off, like, eating non-fast food. You know what I mean? Well, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. been seeing a lot of people make homemade Crunch Wrap Supremes. I've tried – I tried that once. That's – I mean, that's solid. I just had a Crunch Wrap the other day. <sighs> God, it's all – I just want something. Uh, anyway, not what Henry uh, came on to talk about. Henry, do you like fast food at all? Uh, I, I, I dabble. Um, I actually was thinking about this the other day. 
I've been like, I'm a little paranoid about, uh, you know, the coronavirus because I, I'm still working right now. Like I go to work every day. I work out in the yep. sewers. Like, so I feel like I'm more at risk of doing that stuff. So like my way of, um, making up for that or whatever is like, I don't, I haven't really, like, I don't get lunch anywhere. Like gotcha. I don't, I haven't been to Dunkin' Donuts in like three months. Like I enjoy the occasional, just like cheeseburger fries and like a Coke. I don't know what it's about McDonald's Coke, but it's just like, I love oh, it perfect. so much. Yeah. It's, it's, it's incredible. Um, but I haven't done any of that since any of this happened. Cause I'm just like, why risk it, you know? Um, but I'm excited for the world to be a little less terrifying, and then maybe I can go get some Chick-fil-A or uh, yeah. some McDonald's. The uh, little fun fact about McDonald's uh, Coke, the reason why it's better than any other Coke is because uh, McDonald's is gets a special delivery from Coca-Cola of the syrup in, like, uh, steel or, like, aluminum canisters, and all the other places get it in a plastic bag. And so, like, McDonald's has this, like, pro- proprietary, like, design and deal with Coca-Cola to, like, get... They're basically, like, the recipe is perfect, and it's made perfectly at McDonald's because of the deal that they have with Coca-Cola. So, there's your uh, fun fact for the day. My uh, favorite podcast is about fast food it. restaurants. So, uh, that is that is true. I've looked it up, and I've, I've seen the founder too many times. So, <laughs> yeah. Good old Ray Kroc. Yeah, Ray Kroc. What a what a good guy. Huh? I think he's an excellent businessman. Oh, an excellent businessman. Bad man. Still like us. He stole an idea from two brothers. Yeah, but those brothers sucked. Yeah, they, they were fools. They were get... fools when it comes to business. Yeah. Yeah. And Ray Kroc died, and his wife donated all of his money to like really good causes. So hey, what you know? I think that. it's a win all around. Sure. Why not? Yeah. We all have, and we all have McDonald's. So. Um, yeah. Great movie, by the way, The Founder. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. You Henry. seen that, Henry? No, I've not seen that. I think oh. you should put that on tonight. That's a good movie. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, Henry, thank you so much. Um, we're we're going to do some plugs real quick, but uh, is there anything uh, like you want to, maybe you want to think anything you want to let the world know about, even if it's just like, um, the only thing I know about civil engineering is a quote in Pineapple Express about um, his second favorite civil engineer, who is like Hans Van... Do you know famous civil engineers? Is is Hans Carl Bandel uh, the civil engineer behind Madison Square Garden? Is that a real thing? Do you know this? I do not know that. I apologize. No, it's fine. Don't I apologize. Really, I, I, I really put you on the spot there. I mean, I should be apologizing to you. Um, this sounds pretty bad. Honestly, the only civil engineer I can think of right now is uh, the guy who founded Scientology. He uh, studied civil L. Ron engineering. Hubbard? L. Ron Hubbard? Yep. And he went to the same uh, college as I did. Oh, well, are you about? Okay, maybe we shouldn't give you. Are time you for a plugs. Scientologist? Yeah. Are you going to? I'm not a to Scientologist. Buy, okay, to great, buy great. Dianetics? Yeah. No, I'm. I'm not going to try to sell you guys on Scientology. But when you say famous civil engineers, that's the only person I can think of. Yeah. Wow. That's. What a. Right. Uh, he did not graduate from my college. Uh, nor do I think he finished with a civil engineering degree. But he did go to the George Washington University and study civil engineering for at least one year. I feel like that's a bad note to leave things on. So no, yeah, so, something different. Yeah, you got any plugs, Henry? You got anything you want to tell um, the world? Honestly, I would really like to plug Avatar. Um, I think that, you know, I know we spent an entire podcast talking about it, but don't count it out just because it is a cartoon. Um, I think this is a lot better than most shows I've seen. Um, and I think that the, the fact that it is a cartoon adds like a level of creativity that I don't know if you could get with uh, like a live action show. I'm excited to see what they can make in the year 2020 with, you know, CGI and stuff. Uh, but as far, far as like a 15 year old show goes, like this is, this is quite phenomenal. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, that's, a, that's a great cause to leave the world out on. I love the show. I'm going to watch more of it. I'm going to take that to heart. Yep. I appreciate hearing that. I, I hope more people listen to this. I've been trying to convince my brother. I've been trying to convince my girlfriend. I've been trying to convince a lot of people. And I think that people count it out because they see it's a cartoon. But Right. And, like, it has great voice acting. Like, um, the girl who does Katara is the uh, girl from Arrested Development, Meg, or Egg. Yeah, May Whitman. Um, I don't know if you guys picked – yeah, I don't know if you picked up on that. Yeah, May um, Whitman, yeah. Mark Hamill is in he, it, according to Wikipedia. How much yeah, is he, he in Yeah, he plays uh, Fire Lord Ozai. He's like the, he's like Zuko's dad. He's like super evil. Oh, cool. I can't wait for that. Yeah. 
Um, and then even in The Legend of Korra, which is like the sequel to Avatar, they have like huge voice acting. Like J.K. Simons is in it. Um, yeah. The girl Lisa Kudrow is in it. Oh, yeah. Um, wow. They have a couple other like wow, pretty like big s- names in the show. Stacked. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's a good show. Like, I think that if those kind of people can go, like sign on to it, I think that that kind of says a lot. Hell yeah, love it. Check out Last Airbender. Um, Hopefully, coming soon to Netflix. Yes. Yeah. Maybe by the time this uh, episode comes out, actually. Correct. Yeah, May fifteenth. This will be like a week after May fifteenth, actually. So, um, hopefully, Maybe it's out. Will already see it. Everybody can dive right in. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Uh, so be sure to check out the holdup on at the hold up podcast on all the socials except twitter which is at the hold up cast uh be sure to check out our patreon where you can get some exclusive video content um that's right when justin says i give him a death a death stare and you don't you don't know what that looks like you can log into the patreon and you know exactly what it looks like because you get the video feeds from from stuff like this yeah yeah you could recreate that awkward moment where i asked john to talk immediately after he took a bite. Yeah, and if you want to relive that and you want to, like, see the look on my face and then me, like, be like, oh, I'm going to lash out at Justin but then realize in my face that I probably shouldn't be doing this, especially in front of our kind guest, then that's where you can go check that out on our Patreon. And we like we like ratings and reviews on iTunes and Spotify. Give and, us a call. Um, oh, you can give us a phone call, 401-236-5170. Leave us a voicemail. We'll put you on the pod. And, um, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Henry. Really yeah, appreciate thanks, it. Henry. Yeah, thank you. Thank this you was, for having me. This, this was, was fun. Two things I was really like, nervous. Yeah. But uh, I, I think I did okay. You I think did you great. did great. We'd love to Big have H. you back. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Decaf left, regular right. Decaf left, regular right. It's very challenging work. <laughs>